Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. All right, well, if you happen to be listening to this podcast while you're at your child's practice and you're walking around while you wait, then we're buddies today because that's what I'm doing. My daughter's at wrestling practice right now. And yesterday my husband was like, you know, maybe instead of just sitting here, you could like walk while she's at wrestling practice. You know, just walk 10 minutes that way and then walk 10 minutes back. So we're here a little bit early. I decided to take him up on that suggestion because I actually did get up and exercise yesterday and did want to continue moving today. So walking's not super intense, but at least it's better than, you know, just sitting around all day. So that's what I'm doing right now. And today I just was listening to the Oklahoma Sooner podcast, the one in where Lauren Chamberlain's talking about Jocelyn Allo. And that got me thinking about some thoughts and ideas about college. So I know lots of people, lots of players, lots of parents, lots of families, college is a goal that they have as far as, you know, where they'd like this softball journey to, you know, progress to. And that's wonderful. One of the things that I'd like to give families, student athletes and parents alike, a heads up on is the fact that no matter where you go and no matter how badly you want to go chances are college is going to be an adjustment right there's going to be a period in which you will be adjusting to life in college and it may feel difficult it may feel challenging it may feel you know homesickness is is a real thing and sometimes student-athletes and parents feel like it's silly because you've been wanting to go, you couldn't wait till you got out of the house, you were, you know, you've been talking about this dream forever, and now, you know, you feel homesick. And it's like, what, really? But look, I think that's very, very common. And I didn't even have the homesickness factor because I went to school, I went to college right here on island, you know, less than an hour away from home. So that wasn't a factor. But college was still an adjustment. There was still a transition and an adjustment that needed to be made. And it was challenging. You know, it was a out of my comfort zone stretch kind of thing. And that can feel uncomfortable. And that can feel difficult. And that can feel challenging. And I remember thinking to myself as we were dying one day in practice, I don't know how people handle going to a climate that's different than what they're used to and doing all of this work like I don't think I could handle going to a super cold place and having to do all this workout stuff that we're doing it's already hard in an environment and weather and the climate that I'm used to so my hat is off to those of you who go to places can you hear the birds (laughs) who go to places that even come to Hawaii when you're used to being, you know, used to it being colder and cooler more often. And you go to a place that is different, different people, different culture, different environment, different maybe even 
you know, small town to big city or vice versa, so on and so forth, just totally unfamiliar. And then you've got to perform at your peak level, right? You're expected to perform well day in and day out. That's not easy to do. And I know I underestimated what it would be like. I felt like I had good preparation. I felt like I was in shape. I did the summer workouts that I was sent. You know, I thought that, um, you know, academically as a pretty good student. And honestly, that part wasn't really hard for me. Um, school is actually, <laughs> school is actually kind of a piece of cake in the easy part. And the tough part for me was softball, which is so backwards from my life up to that point, right? All up till then, it was like softball is the fun part, the easy part, the part where I get to just enjoy. And school was kind of like the struggle, right? School is kind of the one where it's like, oh man, do I have to do this today? And when I got to college, it was like the opposite. And it's not that I didn't like playing, I just knew that I was gonna get my butt handed to me every single day. And like getting mentally prepared for that and knowing that you're gonna suck wind and you're gonna die, <laughs> that's, um, not always easy to what I would say look forward to right so I actually dragged my butt out there kind of reluctantly not so much that I didn't want to go it's just like I just didn't want to die and I knew what was coming no matter if it was conditioning day or not and um, I was on time early enough to help set up get ready all that but probably still later than most of my teammates at least in my freshman year and I have to say though, once practice was over, like when I was there, I was in it, right? That was my domain, that was my world, that was where I got to have more control over how things went, over my efforts. Well, I guess I always have control over my efforts, but I just got to have more say in how things went. And it was like my place to just do what I love, to rock it and to enjoy it and, you know, learn and grow and just get better at something I love to do and always by the end of the practice when all was said and done and body is feeling worn tired you know totally definitely got a good workout in (laughs) and all that um, I always felt so awesome tired yes but just a sense of accomplishment you know it was such a joy and such a journey um, such a joyful part of the journey I meant to say to finish each practice to feel like we came we worked our butts off and we accomplished something that day and I learned something new and I know I'm getting better even if it's not obvious in each individual rep right or from one practice to the next I just knew that I was learning and growing and getting better and it was taking a lot of effort and I was always I always felt proud of what was done that day and felt a sense of accomplishment thoroughly enjoyed that and I always felt a lot less stressed out after practice no matter what else might have been going on in school and life and you know other areas I always felt like now my world is you know all is right in my world now I'm in a better frame of mind now I'm much more relaxed at ease and I felt like I had this renewed energy and the capacity to go back and deal with all the stuff that was happening in real life or in school, right? All the things that I was dealing with and going through and um, 
softball was like my stress relief softball was like this place where I could just forget about everything else for a few hours and just immerse myself in that environment where like I was on top of the world right or like that's what it felt like even when it was hard even when I wasn't getting every you know making every play even one time I remember distinctly um, my coach was hitting grounders at me as at second and I was missing like every single one, like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And um, he had discovered, like, I don't know, it's like he just had figured out this one particular way to hit the ball and one place to make it bounce where I wasn't getting there or I wasn't able to get my glove to where it needed to be in time. And so that was very interesting because it was crazy to miss that many balls in a row. And I think he was a little bit stunned at first, but then we figured out something that I could improve, right? After that experience, it was like, you know what? Try this and made an adjustment and it worked. And from then on, you know, that adjustment became part of what I did as a defender and I became a better infielder because we had that moment where he had discovered like this weak spot and exploited it ball after ball after ball and we were like whoa something's going on here and um, we were able to make an adjustment and I was better because of it so that sort of thing happened well not that exact sort of thing but there was a lot of opportunity to step outside of the comfort zone to be stretched to be put in situations that were challenging, to be pushed by others, you know, all of that. It was like a constant day in and day out thing. And as a competitor, it's something that was so fun, right? Even though I kind of dreaded going to practice just because of the physicality of it was just really hard. And, um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed being stretched and being put into situations that were challenging where I had to dig deep, where I had to push hard, where I had to really just go after it, even though I probably wouldn't be able to do it and just keep trying over and over and over again, you know, until things kind of got better and better and better. And I learned a ton my freshman year. Even after I got hurt, I tore ligaments in my ankle in one practice. That's a whole other story. Maybe I'll tell you, maybe I'll tell you what happened one day. Um, in hindsight, totally avoidable right but it pretty much meant um, I was out for the season and we were it was early enough that we could get a medical redshirt and so I knew that I would not see any playing time for the rest of the season and still I was at practice every single day learned so very much I wanted to be there because even though I couldn't practice I wanted to sit and watch and see what the infielders were doing learn from how they practice learn from what coach was telling them learn from all the drills that they were doing if I couldn't do them I wanted to at least see what was going on so that it wasn't just dead time right while I was out with that injury and so it drives me bonkers when people say that you can't learn from the bench because my entire freshman year was spent on the bench and I learned a ton I learned so much that season like I would venture to say that I learned more in that one season sitting on the bench than I did my entire four years of high school starting every single game and you know being in the mix of everything all the time There was just so much. There was a huge learning curve being a second baseman in college. And um, yeah, I just learned so much in that first year. And it was awesome to be part of that, even though I was out of practice completely 
for about three weeks and did not go on any road trips because I was not going to be playing and didn't see any game time whatsoever at all. But I still did everything else with the team. Practices, pre-game, warm-ups, all the stuff that the people who possibly could get into the game were doing during the game. Did all that stuff with them. You know, the, even to the point of helping with tracking what was going on defense. Um, what is that called? Charting. Even warming up between innings to stay fresh and stay alert. And just in case my teammates were going to get in the game, like I went out with them too and stayed fresh and stayed ready, even though I knew I was never going to play. So it's frustrating to me when I see players who are like, well, I'm not going to play. So, and then they give this non effort, right? They're not involved. They're not doing the things that they could do for their team. They're not doing the things they could be doing for themselves. They don't show up to practice or they don't stay for all of practice they don't show up for pregame or they come but then they're just kind of sitting around or not paying attention or not offering to learn to keep score to learn anything new while they have the chance and that's really frustrating to me because I understand the frustration that you're not going to play for whatever reason but there's so much you could do to still be a viable helpful contributing part of the team and I knew that even though I could not play, my efforts were going to help the team succeed, right? The harder I pushed myself in practice, the more that I did, I was challenging the starter, right? She didn't want some person who was never going to play outdoing her in practice. So of course, any effort that I put forth helped her put forth a good effort, and that's going to improve her performance and thus the performance of the entire team. So there are still ways, massive ways to contribute, even though you're not going to play. And so I have a really hard time seeing kids who are in that kind of situation and sometimes even have the possibility to play and they're not putting forth their best effort. They're not pushing themselves. They're not giving everything that they have. They're not finding ways any way they can possibly find to contribute to the team and then they wonder how come coach isn't playing them well if you're not going to give your best now what makes you what how how are you building my confidence here that you're going to give your best later if I put you in the game right if you can't do it now what makes you think you're going to flip a switch just because your name is on that lineup and you're in a position it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way how you do one thing is how you do all things generally speaking right so if you're not willing to give it all you got in this situation what makes you think or what makes you think I'm gonna think that you're gonna give it your all when you're actually in the lineup and what makes you think you're actually gonna be prepared to maintain that level of intensity throughout the entire game when you can't do it in a practice right so these are the kinds of things that coaches think about and kind of off topic from the whole college thing but going back to that the main thing that I want players coaches parents to hear right now coaches so that maybe you can communicate this right was that college is a transition expect it to be 
a transition, expect it to take some adjusting to, expect it to stretch you a little bit, expect it to be uncomfortable in various ways. And don't for one second think that if you're feeling that, it's a sign that you're not supposed to be there or that you don't have what it takes. It's very common feeling. Most of us go through that and it doesn't mean at all that it was a bad choice or that you don't belong there or that you're not good enough. It just means that you're now outside of your comfort zone and you're about to grow. That's all it means. So embrace it. Try to take it in. Appreciate the opportunity that it means you have and give it your best shot. You'd be surprised at what happened. You'd be surprised at what you can do when you're willing to be uncomfortable and try anyway and give it all you have even when you know you're probably going to fail at first. Right? So be willing to be uncomfortable. Be willing to take it as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to really catapult your skills, your knowledge, your mental toughness, your confidence levels, your belief, your mindset. All of those things are at play. And this doesn't only happen in college. It could happen before that in various situations. So if you're ever feeling like you're just in this situation that feels like it's just not going your way, think about what I just said. Take that as an opportunity for growth for your skills, your knowledge, your mindset, your confidence, your belief, your thought processes that you're allowing yourself to go through. Find better ways to focus. Use it as an opportunity to get better and stronger than you were before. Even if it's not happening the way that you wish it would or you thought it would. All right? Okay, good. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for keeping company on my walk. Sorry if I sounded a little tired, but you know, if you were actually walking with me as a buddy, this is how maybe we'd both sound. I don't know. <laughs> that also tells me that I need to just get a lot more active and start moving a lot more frequently so that I could actually talk and maybe you wouldn't even be able to tell that I'm on a walk except for that, you know, there's some nature sounds going on and cars passing by that you can probably hear. But again, This is real talk, unedited, uncut, totally 100% as, you know, what you see is what you get or what you hear is what you get kind of stuff. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast so far. Thank you so much for listening to Eating Curveballs for Breakfast. If you enjoyed this, please share it. Share your favorite episode with your favorite pals. And uh, thank you so much again for being here. I appreciate your time. And I hope you had a good walk too if you're walking. See you soon. Bye-bye.